listening to the U Urban Bible Study Leaders Training Podcast. The U curriculum is especially created by and for urban and multi-ethnic churches. This podcast is designed to help leaders lead a Bible study using LifeWay's U Urban Bible Study resources. Each week, we examine the biblical passage, review some questions teachers may face, and give a practical teaching tip. I'm Dr. Mark Croston, General Editor for the U Bible Study, and today I'm joined by our content editor, Natasha Menifee. Hello, Natasha. Hello, Mark. Uh, today we are at the final session in our study in A Name Like No Other, and this final session is the protection of God's name which focuses on God's power and his protection. And so this session is important because while there are things in the world that may uh, cause concern for us, they do not cause concern for God. Um, He is over and above everything. And when we rest in him, we will see, he will see us through anything that the world can throw at us. All right. So, We can trust God to strengthen and help us. How does God's name protect us? Here's the first thing. He becomes our refuge. Let's read Psalm 91, starting at verse number one. The one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say concerning the Lord, who is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, he himself will rescue you from the bird trap, from the destructive plague. He will cover you with his feathers. He will take, you will take refuge under his wings. His faithfulness will be a protective shield. You will not fear the terror of the night, the arrow that flies by day, the plague that stalks in the darkness, or the pestilence that ravages at noon. So here here it is, a great, great little thought. He becomes our refuge. Uh, And so again, this construction, verse number three, he himself. Not just he, but he himself. And so uh, says the one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. Now, what do we know about shadows? The one thing we know about shadows that's important for our understanding right here is that you cannot have the shadow of a thing without the thing being present right there. Huh? You can only be in the shadow of something that is right there. You can't, I'm not in the shadow of things that aren't in my presence. I'm only in the shadow of that which is with me wherever I am. And so there, there's this uh, great reminder uh, here in the text, the one who lives in the protection of the Most High is always with the Almighty, or the Almighty is always with him because the Almighty is so close 
at every moment he is casting a shadow on us. And so he says, verse two, I will say concerning the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, uh, my God in whom I trust. He rescues me from everything, uh, from the terror of the night, from the arrow of the day, from the plague in the darkness, and from the pestilence at noon. And so it is just a reminder that God, one, is always with us, and two, that God rescues us from every evil thing that comes against us. So what's that scripture people love to quote, that no enemy, uh, no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Why? Because God is always there to keep us in the midst of every situation that we face. We are right now in his shadow, which means he is standing guard and standing by. What do you see in here, Natasha? Yeah, I pulled out some of those key words as well. The imagery that's described in these first six verses just gives a, a great picture of God's power and his protection. You know, the shadow, like you said, the personal covering, a shadow uh, covers um, the fortress. I think of um, a fort. I, I'm here in Kentucky, so we have Fort Knox, the great walls of protection. When I think of a fortress or a refuge, a place that we can run to um, for safety, and then the cover, the he will cover you with his feathers. It's a it's a shield. So all these different images and uses of language that just um, exemplify the protection that we find only in God and personal protection, not just protection from afar off, but it's up close and it's personal protection that we can uh, run to and take advantage in. Um, in his in it's a faithful protection. Verse four, he says his faithfulness will provide be a protective shield. So it's not he provides it today and maybe won't do it next week. It's faithful and it's constant. So it's a constant protection. It's a constant fortress and a con constant refuge and covering that we find only in God. All right, this is powerful, wonderful, powerful. So he becomes our refuge. Here's the second thought. He keeps us secure. He keeps us secure. So let's start reading at 9 down to 13. Because you have made the Lord my refuge, the Most High, your dwelling place, no harm will come to you. No plague will come near your tent. For he will give his angels orders concerning you to protect you in all your ways. They will support you with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the young lion and the serpent. And so here it is, a reminder that uh, because you have made the Lord, that he defines him for himself, my refuge and my most high, your dwelling place. He says, you don't have to worry about anything else. 
and uh, and so he describes these things. Uh, he, two two things in verse eleven and twelve. One, he talks about the fact that our angels take care of us. He he will give his angels orders concerning you to protect you in all your ways. But let me take this one step farther. And not only does God assign angels to our case, but First uh, Peter chapter one reminds us that he himself is a garrison around us. He is a wall and a hedge around us. You know, that old song, Jesus, be a hedge all around me every day. So he is a hedge around us. Sometimes we have read the story of Job and uh, we have heard that Job had a hedge around him and that uh, the devil wanted to get at Job, but the devil could not get around the hedge that was around Job to get to Job unless God he got God gave him permission God had to give the devil permission to go beyond the hedge and the reason that the devil can never get behind the hedge that God has around Job is because first Peter tells us God himself is the hedge or the garrison around us and God is saying you can't get to you can't get to Job because you got to come through me right so this is great well this ought to be a, a shouted moment for you to know that Job is not the only one with a hedge that every single believer has God as a hedge around us. And so God doesn't let anything through the hedge or his guard around us that he doesn't allow. And when God allows some things, he allows them for our growth and our benefit and for his glory. If we will, if we are living in him right, dwelling in him, like it says in first verse number one, then whatever God allows through the hedge is for his glory to be displayed through the actions of our lives or to help us to become more like him. So, uh, so this, that ought to be a great moment, uh, because uh, he is not only not he has not only farmed this out to angels. He himself is on the job. So here's the second thing: uh, it says that you'll tread on the lion and the cobra and trample the young serpent. This reminds me of the Great Commission in Mark. Often we talk about the Great Commission in the book of Matthew. But uh, I actually like the one in Mark better because there's a little more punch to it in uh, the Mark in one than even in the one in Matthew. So in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, uh, it reads like this. Uh, in the uh, 16 uh, verse, verse 16, Mark 16, 16, it says, uh, later, he appeared to the uh, 11 
uh, themselves as they were reclining at the table and we rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who saw him and uh, that he had been resurrected. Then he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to the whole creation. And whoever believes and is baptized uh, will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And listen to this. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new languages. They will pick up snakes. And that if you should drink anything deadly, uh, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. That's so sometimes we don't like to read this because this really talks about the power of God showing up in the life of the believer. But that's what this is telling me here, too, in this passage, that you will tread on the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. Well, that's what it's talking about right there in Mark. And what I see in both of these is not telling us to go out looking for lions. It's not telling us test your faith by handling a cobra. It's not telling us to do that. But what it is telling us is that if we are walking in him, and trying to accomplish his will in our lives, then what God is saying in all of these texts is, I got your back. I got your back. Don't, don't walk fearful. Don't walk afraid. Don't walk away from anything. It says, if, so, if a lion, a cobra tries to bite you, he said, don't worry, I got your back. I'll take care of it. If the cobra's trying to sneak up on you unaware, I got you. He said, if somebody tries to poison you, right? They talk about people at clubs. I don't, got, I don't know nothing about this. I'm just watching television. But people at clubs having to watch their drinks because somebody want to put a roofie or something in their drink, right? And so, uh, and God said, uh, look, if somebody tries to poison you or put a roofie in your drink, he says, if you're doing my work, come on, if you're doing your own thing, then it's on you. But if you're doing what I'm asking you to do, he said, don't you worry, because I got your back. I got you back. So this this ought to be a great word for somebody today when we talk about God, the protection of God's name. What are you thinking here, Natasha? Yeah, to piggyback off what you said, um, it's not our own abilities. Our confidence does not rest in our own abilities, but it's in God and his loving power. Our role is to remain in him and trust in his faithfulness. And because of that, um, there's some there's some truths that you can point out from the lesson uh, that we can rest securely in the presence of the Lord about. And the one is that he established a covenant relationship with us through Christ. So we can rest in that. Um, the most high God possesses supreme power because he is above all. So we can rest in that. We have security by remaining in him and we can experience life without fear because he cares for us. None of this is because of our own abilities but our confidence is solely in his loving power. And for that reason, we can, we can live without fear and trust that he will keep us secure. All right. Here's the third one. God works on our behalf. He works on our behalf. So look here in the, the latter verses, verses 14 through 16, because he has set his heart, because he has his heart set on me. I will deliver him. 
L- listen to the promises now. I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls out to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and I will give him honor. I will satisfy him with long life and show him my salvation. Look at all God says he will do if we will uh, walk and rest and live in him. Dwell, dwell. This says, I'm not just putting on God on Sunday morning. I'm walking and living in him every day of the week. And and those who dwell in him, this text reminds us that God will uh, work on our behalf. It reminds me of the old song, be not dismayed, whatever be tied. God will take care of you. Do you see it there in the text? I will deliver him. I will protect him. I will answer him. I will be with him. I will rescue him. I will give him honor and I will satisfy him. Wow. Wow. You couldn't ask for more than this. Come on. What are you seeing here, Natasha? Well, these are my favorite statements, the will statements or the God will or I will, um, because it's definitive. There's no doubt. And I can trust in it. If God says he'll do it, he'll do it. He he gave um, he'll deliver and rescue. He'll protect. He will answer. He will be with us in trouble and he will give honor. And just as we've learned over these past few weeks, he's a continual God. He's an eternal God. He is changeless. That's that means these same promises in the psalm are the same promises to us today. We have the promise of deliverance. We have a promise of protection that he will answer when we call, that he will be with us in our times of trouble, and he will give us honor. And so I just I love these will statements because there's not a may, there's not an if, there's not a might. It is definite and it is not based on me. It is solely based on God. So this is what we can uh, stand on. So I encourage you to point those statements out. Um in, in class to, to remind us that when God says he will, he will not only he will with intent, but he can with his ability because he's able. All right. This is great. What a powerful and encouraging word this is for us today. So uh, if you're a Bible study teacher, I want you to hold on just for a moment because Natasha is going to give us a powerful one minute teaching tip, but I just want to remind everybody, get your copy of the U Bible study. You can find it at u.lifeway.com, u-y-o-u.lifeway.com. It is our urban cultural forward Bible study. It comes in paper and digital formats. Uh, There's a teacher guide in the back of the book uh, so that you know how to present the lesson and so that others uh, might learn how to be a teacher and get their own class. 
Uh, it has daily devotional pages to keep us engaged in the scriptures all week long. There is a leader pack to make the lessons even more powerful. It aligns with our Bible studies for it, Bible studies for life, student and kids curriculum. So there's something for everybody. All right, Natasha, give us our teaching tip for today. So our tip for today is to engage learners, uh, contact learners by phone, email, text, um, social media, whatever mode you use to communicate, to gauge how they're doing regarding um, the previous week's Live It Challenge. Uh, inform learners about the topic for the upcoming lesson and encourage them to read through the scripture passages and take time and take, um, excuse me, to think of a time when God protected them and consider sharing that during your lesson. Have your own example in preparation for class discussion. All right. This has been absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, the fact that God protects us, the protection of God's name, a name like no other. Sorry, this one has come to an end, but join us again for another You Bible Study podcast, my friend, because you never know where God will take you. you.